0: We will continue with our series on what we call the basics this morning. These are some foundational topics that we may already know. I'm saying that we may already know because this is Sunday morning. You guys are here. So uh, these are some basic st- stuff, and, and at least we know the answer, or at least verbally be able to answer these, these uh, questions and talk about these topics. However, I want to encourage everyone, regardless, of where you are in your walk with Jesus to go deeper in each of these topics and take time to reflect on how much we believe and how our lives have been changed or how we have been transformed by these topics and by these things that we we have been touching on. An example was last week, we touched on who is Jesus to me. The answer for most of us is easy, right? If someone asks you, who is Jesus to you? Well, he's my savior, he's my king, and he's my God. Yes, that is the answer. To go deeper and reflect on answering yes, it means are we living as people who have been saved by Jesus to have the true joy through the Holy Spirit and knowing that we have a hope and an inheritance waiting for us? Are we to say yes, meaning are we living as people who have Jesus as our king, as in living according to his truth, living according to scriptures, living according to his teaching and follow his plans for our lives versus this is what I want to do, this is what someone else told me that I'm gonna do, so that's what I'm gonna do, versus God, what did you call me to do? In terms of just an example from the testimony, God had gave them faith and called them to go to the border despite all the snowstorm. If you may recall, prior to the uh, Christmas, there was a ridiculous snowstorm that came through. They were driving east, so they were going with the storm as it got worse and worse. So, um, so are we living according to the plan that God has for us or trying to make our own plan or just try to sneak over without anybody letting them know or just sneak back? But they trusted in God to provide. And also when we say yes, as in Jesus is my God, are we finding our security in him? You know, This is the only, the, we can only answer this for ourselves. Are we finding our confidence in him? Are we finding our gifting in him versus what we have learned based on our education, based on our ability, but the gifting that God has given to us, finding our identity in Jesus instead of according to our past, just say according, oh, just because I've, live in this place and I have this much money this is what I'm going to be versus according to his plan for our lives and not according to what happened to us or did not happen to us so this is why I encourage for all of us to to not tune out so please don't tune out instead use this as an opportunity to reflect on on these topics and see if our lives are in line with the answer that we give so the topic for this morning we will work through is the cross, as in why did Jesus have to die for us? And, and I think, I know I'm preaching to the choir, I know the answer is easy, but let's go a little bit deeper than that. The cross is where Jesus died for us as an atonement for our sins. For those who may not know, atonement is uh, reparations or reconciliations. So we need Jesus' death on the cross to serve as an atonement for our sins so we can be reconciled, so we can be restored back into relationship with our Heavenly Father again. uh, So sin was introduced, very briefly, uh, sin was introduced into a perfect environment. So back in the perfect environment, we, we, mankind walked with God, communicated with God, just like what we're doing right now, right? When we talk to one another, I can, we can see one another, we know one another. That's what happened in the perfect environment before sin was introduced. And sin was the reason for God to distance himself from us because he is perfect. And sin cannot be in his presence. Uh, so therefore, in order to cleanse ourselves of sin or to be undone, if I can use that term. We need the blood of someone, the only person, Jesus, who lived a perfect life. I, I want to use an illustration to help us um, catch this meaning for us. It's let's say if I meet someone who has the original iPhone. I know we all have an iPhone now, version what, 14, 27, 35, whatever that is. So if someone has a mint-conditioned iPhone and just came and show it to me. It's like, look at what I've got. So I just touch it, play with it, flip it around, and I accidentally dropped it. Accidentally. Okay, accidentally dropped it, and it cracked. There's no way that I can replace that, right? There's no way I can replace a mint conditioned original iPhone 1. So I pretty much cannot replace what was damaged. So now in the case of Jesus' death on the cross, to atone for the sin of mankind is obviously much, much, much bigger than an iPhone. And the sin for mankind is so great that we needed someone to live a perfect life and willingly die for us. So use you think, example: there's no way that I can go and find a mint condition iPhone to give it back to whoever I just... Just say, Liam. Liam, that was your mint-conditioned original iPhone that I just broke. There's no way that I can get that to give it back to him. So we needed someone to come along and will give me another mint condition, original iPhone. That's what it means to have Jesus to come because there's only one person who who can fit in this category and that is Jesus, which we went through last Sunday. Who is Jesus? And I wanna briefly touch on, on what is sin and guilt before talking about the difficulty of people, generally speaking, accepting that we have sin. So guilt, guilt is like something that we, we have done. For example, using the example of the iPhone, right, it w- maybe it was an accident that I dropped the phone, but I would still feel guilty because right, I've done something. Accidentally or intentionally or unintentionally, you feel guilt because something you have done. Sin, that is something that is in us. Whether we did something or didn't do something, it's in us and which became part of mankind when the devil tricked Adam and Eve in the beginning of time. So for this one act of disobedience, when Adam and Eve did what God told them not to do, it manifested it into something much larger and into many different areas of our lives. It doesn't matter what area of sin we are talking about. You know, if we think, oh, I don't, uh, I don't never, I never lie to people, but what about sexual immorality? right? What about adultery? What about theft? What about unforgiveness? That's a big thing also. What about insecurity in terms of not having confidence in who God made us to be or confident in God's provision or whatever? So it all comes back to disobedience in terms of not trusting God, not trusting in his truth not trusting in scriptures, not t- trusting in his, scripture, uh, his teaching because that was how it all started, right? So therefore, the sin is something in all of us which we have inherited from our forefathers, our foremothers, regardless of, of our ethnicity, right? We have many different, from many different ethnicities here. It's regardless of whether you're Asians or white or black or Hispanic, we have the sin that is within us. That's a perfect example of of, of our DNA. Something that is in you, and there's nothing you can or cannot do about it. Like, for example, for Liam, right? He's half Asian and half white. As much as he wants to be all Asian, he can't do anything about it. Or as much as he wants to be all white, he cannot do anything about it. It's a DNA that is in him. (sighs) You guys need to know me first before I made that joke. That was a little bit inappropriate. Um, Sin, that is something that's in all of us. It's part of our DNA. So Romans 3, 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So all of us have sinned. Therefore, we all fall short of the glory of God. And it's very difficult for people to accept that we all have sinned, especially now, due to the current mindset of what? Love yourself because you are perfect just the way that you are. Or you can be whoever, you can do whatever you want. On the surface, it sounds really nice, and it helps boost confidence. Right, however, the, deep in, the deeper meaning is to convince ourselves that we are perfect. We don't need anyone or anything. We can do or be anything or anyone that we want. Or we cannot do anything wrong because we are perfect. We are like God. That is the mindset of you are always loved and you're perfect and you can be whatever you want. So if we are perfect and we are like God, then we don't need to repent of our sins. We are unable to accept that we have sin within us if we think that we're perfect. So if we think that we're perfect and always loved by everyone around us and be able to do or be whatever that we want, there's no need for repentance. If you think that you're perfect, you've done no wrong. There's no need to apologize. So there's no need for repentance. So with this mindset, it is very difficult for people to accept that we have sin within us. This is the result of sin and the power of sin, and we are all subject to it. In John 8, verse 34, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So when we have sin in us, we're slave to sin. Romans 6:12. therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so so that you obey its evil desires. So when we're slave to sin, we're slave to its desires. So sin wants to control us and subject us to its slavery. So when we're slavery to sin, we don't want to repent or accept that we need repentance. However, we must acknowledge that we have sinned and repent from sin's evil desires. So repentance is an important and necessary steps toward uh, reconciling reconciling with our Heavenly Father. So this was the reason why John the Baptist came, right? Where did he come? He came to preach, repent. He didn't come to say, you are loved, you are perfect. He said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus said the same thing, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we must have repentance to to start out. So without repentance, we cannot accept That Jesus died on the cross for us we have to understand that and help people when we share the gospel we must talk about repentance because without repentance we cannot accept that Jesus died for our sins and without Jesus we cannot be in relationship with our Heavenly Father and without relationship with God we can never know or experience the perfect eternal love from our Heavenly Father we cannot know who or what we were created to be or to do by God. This is why the cross is so important and essential and necessary for us. Jesus died on the cross, shed his perfect blood, took on the blame, the accusations, the punishment, the reparation of of sin of all mankind so that we can be restored back into relationship with our Heavenly Father, the God of the universe. So only until we are in relationship with God, we will know him and be able to look at ourselves through his eyes. Right? Because it's difficult to look at someone, see, to see what they see until you get to know them. Right? I know what Vanessa thinks. I know what she, she feels about certain things and, and what's going on. But since if I don't know uh, Leo, I just met Leo a few times ago. I don't know what he thinks, what he feels until you get to know Leo, to have a relationship with him. So it's the same thing. Until we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father, we will not be able to know and see what he sees in us and about us. Yeah, and through our relationship with God, this is when we will know the true, perfect love for ourselves. We're not wishing that everyone loves us, we're not expecting everyone to love us but we know because god we know that god loves me and that is more important than whether other people love me so this is when we will know that god has created us perfectly just as he's had planned when we are in relationship with god so it doesn't matter if you are taller or shorter or you are less talented or more talented or you uh, a lighter skin or darker skin it doesn't matter what what background you came from you know that we were created for a reason and we were made perfectly by the god of the universe this is when we will know the perfect plan that we were created for when we are in relationship with god It doesn't matter what different circumstances that we went through. Whether we grew up without our parents or with our parents, we grew up rich, we grew up poor, we grew up in a nice neighborhood, not a nice neighborhood. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean the success that we're going to experience because when we have a relationship with God, what is more important, important is we will come to know the purpose. There is a purpose for our life. Then we can live that out. Living with a purpose will prevent regret. I'm 51 now. And as you get older and older and older, you want to make sure that you have had no regret. And the only way to do that is to know the purpose that God has called you to do and to be. And we need the cross. And that's why Jesus died on the cross, so then we can have an understanding, God, you made me the way that you meant to make me, and I'm supposed to do because you have a plan and a purpose for me. And the only way for us to be able to know that and to see that and to hear that is to have, be in relationship with God. And that has to go through the cross. That's why Jesus had to die for us. That is the difference between expecting or wishing or demanding that people love us and accept us for who we are versus knowing that God loves us and find comfort in that. Find security in that. The God of the universe who loves us and he has created us for a purpose. So can we see how how sin, the devil, can I say the devil? There's really no kids here, right? It's okay to say the devil? The devil does exist, by the way. Um, Can we see how sin twists things around? So instead of nowadays knowing God's perfect love and his perfect plan, which we can only do so through our relationship with God, sin is saying, you don't need God. Tell yourself that you are loved. Tell yourself that you are perfect. Tell yourself you can do whatever you want, whatever your heart desires. So to do and to be whatever we want is a very definition of lawlessness. Right? That is the desired outcome of sin without the cross. That is the desired outcome of sin in First John 3, 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. So when we just do whatever we want, be whatever we want, and thinking everything is okay, everything is accepted, that is lawlessness. So the very reason that Jesus died on the cross so we can be restored back into relationship with God, this is so we can know of his perfect love for us, the true perfect love versus what we think it is, but to know his perfect love and know that God rejoices over us, the God of the universe rejoices over us. Isn't that amazing? The God of the universe rejoices over us. And then through the cross, through Jesus, we can communicate with the God of the universe. Right? Don't you always want to know, like, what is the meaning of life? When I was younger, that was always the big question. Right? Maybe I still ask myself that once in a while. What is the meaning of life? Talk to God, and he will tell you why we are here, the purpose that we have, and his plan and the future that we have in him to be able to communicate with God through prayers, experience his goodness and his faithfulness and his generosity. Perfect example of the testimony that, that Dan shared, God's faithfulness came through. He's been desiring and we've been praying for Clara, his future bride, to meet with his parents whom they've never met before. God's goodness, faithfulness, and his generosity. It's almost like how long you want to stay in Canada for. You should have said like 5 years just to see what they say. Like how generous are you? I'm I'm just kidding. So you so the more that we know him, the more we can walk into the generosity of who God is and experience his goodness and his faithfulness and take bigger step. Bigger step next time to trust for even bigger things. So our faith will grow as we step out and trust him for God to do the impossible. And also, through the cross, we get to see a glimpse of his plan. I like to use the term blueprint for our lives, right? I get to see a glimpse of my kids, what they're going to be and what they're going to do when they get older. And that can only happen because God has revealed it to us. Because we've seen amazing things over their lives and over the lives of others. It's because the glimpse that God has given to us So when we get to communicate with the God of the universe, he will show us things that we can never possibly imagine. That's the perk. And that's why Jesus died for us, so that we can have all these things It's necessary. So that we can live with a purpose instead of just passing time. For some of you, you may know that I work full-time, right? And... I love my job, I enjoy my job, um, but working hard is not living with a purpose. I hope I didn't offend anyone. We all should work hard. We all should have integrity. We all should try to do well at our job, but that is not living with a purpose. The purpose is need to come from a God-given purpose. Not a purpose that our employer tell us to do, not a purpose by what we would like in terms of well, I want to get promoted, that's my purpose. We need to have a purpose of our maker. The God of the universe has created for us to do. And we don't want to just passing time. Passing time. We we talked a little bit about this last week is we don't want to just get up, go to work, come home. Do some household errands. You know, if you have kids, do uh, other errands with the kids. Eat dinner. Watch some TV. Go to sleep. Get up. Do the same thing again. That is not living with a purpose. God has created for us to be so much more. And through the cross, we get to know what that is. So don't ever buy in on, well, you're just living, working, so you can get promoted. That is not a purpose from God. That is the purpose from the world, and that's the purpose from sin. Sin is trying to get us to just keep our heads down, keep our heads down, don't look up, don't see of all the things that God has for us. And this is why Jesus has died, so we can have all these things. He died as an acceptable sacrifice, as an offering to restore what was lost. So going back to the example of the iPhone, right? If I just drop a phone, suddenly someone would just come up and say, you know what? I have the only one other original iPhone, mint conditions. No one else can have this. It is priceless. I'm saying there's no price for this. But I will give it to you, Hugh, so you can repay back to Liam, whom lost his iPhone. But it just multiplied by like 25,000 million times in its worth and in its cost. That's what it's like for the cross. Jesus had to die so we can have all those things to be reconciled with God again. And I want to bring this morning to an end by encouraging everyone to take time to meditate on the price, meditate on the cost that Jesus paid for each of us. To say that, yeah, Jesus died on the cross so I can be reconciled with the fathers does not do it justice if we think about the cost and the price. It's easy to say it's no big deal when we're not paying it, right? But if we think about what it took for Jesus to pay for each and every one of us, and keep that in mind, Jesus would do it if it's just for me. Jesus would do it if it's just only for you. It's an amazing price that Jesus is willing to pay for each and every one of us. When I say meditate... What I meant is, I hope you know, if you've been here any amount of time, do not empty your mind. We here meditate a lot from the Eastern exercise, workout, what have you. Don't ever empty your mind. That's when the devil will come in. Meditate is to meditate on the word of God. Meditate on scriptures. Meditate on what God has for us. So meditate on who Jesus is and the price that he paid for us. God purchased us back from sin at a great and unimaginable price. It's not just, oh, here you go. I'll trade you $10 for Hugh, $20 for Joe, $50 for Toby. No. It's at an unimaginable price. Just thinking about it will give us a glimpse of what God thinks about us and how much he values us. Right, so if you think about that, God paid that un- incredible price. Of course he has a plan for us, Right? I'm not going to go and pay, well, I shouldn't use me as an example. You pay that unimaginable price, price that you cannot put a value on it, and what do you decide? Just like throw it away? Oh, thank you. Once you get it, you kind of throw it away. No, God has amazing plans for us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to know how much He loves us and how much He values us. So if He loves us so much that He would send Jesus on the cross for us, there is definitely no way that we're meant to be passing time. I want to encourage you guys. There is no way that we're meant to pass time through Jesus. Even for the, whether you are in school or not, get up, go to school, come home, do your homework, go to sleep, get up, go to school. No, there is a purpose for each and every one of us. We're not meant to pass time. We're not meant to pass time. So speak to God, seek Him, ask Him, what is his plan and his purpose for each and every one of us. He paid too great a price for us because he loves us greatly and he has great plans for each of us. So, if I can encourage you guys to remember one thing from this morning. Jesus paid an incredible price, unimaginable price for us because we are loved by God. It's, the price is beyond comprehension, because God has a plan for us. He loves us. He has a plan for us, and He wants us to be in relationship with Him. It's not midlife crisis. It's not midlife crisis to think that there is a purpose, there's a plan for your life. It's not about maturity. It's not about being driven. It's just know that God loves us. He would do this for Liam. He would do this for little Joe, my little Joe. Not big. He would do it for Big Joe also. Even Big Joe, he would do that for. I'm just kidding. He would do it for each and every one of us. He would do it for each and every one of us. So think about that, of how incredible he is. And hopefully that would encourage you to not pass time to go from one day to another. And that will help give us a revelation of God's love and his great, unimaginable plans for each of us through the cross. That's why he went to the cross for us. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.